What's up, what's up, what's up? Hey y'all, how are you? Welcome back to the Be That Bitch podcast where we talk all about being that bitch, you know, whatever that looks like to you. I am Allie, the HBIC over here. If you don't know what that is, GTS, Google that shit. No, I'm just kidding. I'll tell you. The head bitch in charge of this podcast. Yes, ma'am. It is currently uh, 23 degrees in Georgia as I am recording this. Yes, in Georgia. Um, it, it don't get much more Southern than Georgia except Florida. And we all know Florida is not technically a Southern state. Fight me on that all you want. But true Southerners know Florida is not actually a Southern state because it is a melting pot for everything else. If you hear my dogs barking in the back of this podcast episode, just ignore it because it's too fucking cold outside for them to be outside and they're too fucking loud for their own good. So, you know, it is what it is. This is this is a hot mess podcast episode, not a professional podcast episode. So you get what you get and you don't pitch a fit. You feel me? You feel me. Um, yes. But anyways, real Southerners know that Florida is not technically a Southern state because it's a melting pot for everything. Um, so I'm basically as South as you get in the South. And it's it's that cold. Yeah, yeah, it is that freaking cold. And we don't even get snow. We're having to deal with weather in the teens and we don't even get snow. That is disrespectful. That is absolutely disrespectful. Like if you're going to give us that fucking cold of weather, at least give us something pretty to look at. But no, we just get rain. We get nasty, muddy rain where everybody else is getting snow. And I know you're like, we can count your blessings. You don't have to deal with snow. But you know, sometimes it would be nice. To get some snow with the cold weather we have to deal with. Not just the cold weather. Because it gets cold. It gets colder than a witch's tit down here. We just don't get that snow. Nashville got snow. Thought. I was like, maybe I should drive three and a half hours to Nashville and go see the snow. But alas, I did not. I feel like that was a very long tangent on the weather. So, you know, that's that's how that's going. But I am so excited for this podcast episode. It's definitely perhaps going to ruffle some feathers. Um, but I want to give you my biggest mindset tips and tricks. And the biggest thing, like the numero uno thing that completely changed my mindset around my excuses and allowed me to put a mirror and realize like it's not other people's responsibility. It's mine. Okay, um, because mm, this, yeah, this, this is going to hurt. And I, and I love you guys so much. And I always tell you, right, like friends are going to be the ones that tell you what you want to hear, right? Best friends are the ones that tell you what you need to hear. I am your bestie for the resties, right? You come here because it's like a girl chat, right? We're, we're just shooting the shit over coffee or pre-workout or a margarita, right? We're just shooting the shit, having a good time. And this is how I would talk to my friends, right? And so I am your bestie for the resty. And so I'm going to tell you what you need to hear, right? Right? Because we all have them, right? The friends that are like, oh, it's okay that you skipped your workout. And your bestie's like, no, bitch, get your ass up. You fucking said you were going to do this shit. Like, let's go. Let's go. Let's go do a walk together. Let's go do it, right? Like, like that's the difference between friends and best friends and we all want the bestie. So anywho, that is what's going to be on the agenda today. Um, now I will be referencing a book in this podcast episode and no, it's not my spicy books, but we will get to that. Um, but I will be referencing the book Unfuck Yourself by Gary John Bishop a lot in this episode and I'll link it in the show notes. This is 
my excuse Bible. I kid you not. I have read this book now. This is my sixth time. Me and my um, fitness group are reading it together. This is my sixth time reading this book through. It is highlighted. It is marked. It is like exclamation pointed. There's so much going on in this book. And I swear every single time I read it again, I get something else out of it. So if I could give you a personal development book, right? A development book that's going to really not just like give you the fluff, not, not tell you what you want to hear, but tell you what you need to hear. Unfuck yourself by Gary John Bishop. I swear by it. If you love how I kind of like talk to y'all and I have like that no nonsense, like no filter, just it's it's black and white type thing, you're going to love him. I'm telling you, if you love me, you'll love him. Um, so that is the book I will be referencing a lot in this because I'm going to be talking about the difference between I can't and I'm not willing um, and and the, the mindset that that kind of shifted for me. So that is what we will be talking about today. But I do like to start this episode out with my spicy top reads of the week. And I have one. I have one that I literally cannot shut up about. I have now forced my entire book club, my entire book club to read it. Force them to it. They had no option. I'm kidding. They totally had an option, but not really. Um, if you guys are, are new to this podcast, I host a virtual book club. I am equal parts obsessed with personal development and fitness as I am with spicy romance novels. It is what it is. We all need our hobbies. I truly believe it. And reading smacks is my hobby. Um, and so I host a book club virtually called Bad Bitch Book Chat. And it is so much fun. We get authors to join us. Um, it's five bucks a month. You can It'll be linked in the show notes also. And um, we just get to read a lot of cool different books, meet cool people. February, which is next month, y'all, I'm actually going to be in Nashville meeting 26 of my book besties for our annual um, smutcation, which is our book club retreat. And y'all, I'm freaking the fuck out. I am so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. I have partnered with so many amazing people to give them such great swag bags. I'm just, I'm, uh, I can't tell you anything because they listen to this and they'll know, but just know that I am so excited and you'll get to see it all on social media and then hopefully you'll be at the next one. Um, but if you're, if you love spicy romance novels, if you love reading, definitely go check that out because we have a good time. But anyways, okay. My top read of the week. The Truth About Love by Macy Myers. Y'all, this book, she's a new-to-me author. This was actually her debut novel. The fact that this was her debut novel fucking blows my entire ever-loving mind. Like, I am flabbergasted at it because it is so good. It has been a long time since I felt like I needed to stay up till the wee hours of the morning to finish a book. Like I couldn't just like shut it and turn it off. This book, I stayed up till 3 a.m. finishing the book. I don't know the last time I fucking saw 3 a.m. It was probably in my early 20s. And then it probably wasn't because I had a child at 20 years old. So I don't really, I don't know the last time I saw 3 a.m. Maybe breastfeeding in the middle of the night. But alas, I was up at 3 a.m. And you know, as a mom to a toddler who doesn't give a fuck what time I went to bed, she still wakes her up ass up at 6 a.m. The fact that I stayed up till 3 a.m. to finish this book should just tell you how freaking good said book is. I, I said what I said. Um, 
It's so angsty. It's so emotional. It's so heavy, but it's so beautifully written. So it follows Summer and Auden. Summer deals very heavily with um, self-harming and depression and mental health issues. So if any of that's super triggering to you, I would not read this, but it is such a beautiful painful take on depression and as somebody who suffered severely with depression in my life um I have been where summer has been at some points I never went to the extreme she did because thankfully I got help when I needed help um but just reading it it totally shattered my heart and Auden is just like has this huge hero complex and just wants to you know save her and be that that person she can lean on and and she didn't want to hurt him so she broke up with him um when they were together and then 10 years go by and she finds herself trying to commit suicide um and needing somebody to kind of watch over and help her and her sister can't do it because her sister's got a family her sister and her husband are trying to whatever right and so Auden ends up doing it and it's just oh my gosh y'all the angst in this freaking book the angst like when you think it's the right time for them it's still the wrong time like this isn't this isn't like okay this didn't work out but this time's gonna work out it's like this time didn't work out this time didn't work out this time didn't work out this time didn't work out. Okay, maybe it finally works out. Like, it's so emotionally charged. The plot twists are insane. The literature is written beautifully. I just, oh, I loved it so much. I gave it a 10 out of 10. I rated it so high. I loved it so much. Um, and it was, it was a very, very, very good book. I think everybody on Instagram is now reading it. It's insane. Um, so, I highly, highly recommend that book. And I think that's really like the only top read that I can think of for this month. Um, there is this one that I did on audio. If you are an audiobook girly, you guys know how I feel about audiobooks. It's like a cheat code to getting yourself to want to work out. Because if you work out to audiobooks, you actually get excited to work out because you get to listen to your book. I listened to Never Say Never by Harlow James. The way I cackled during this, it is a childhood rivals to lovers. So like they were rivals and enemies as children and they grew up and they moved to the same city and they end up having to fake date for one reason or another. Um, and it's really good. And he does one of my favorite micro tropes ever. And if you don't know what a micro trope is, it means it's like a a trope within a trope um and that's like taking care of her during that time of the month I don't know what it is but anytime a man takes care of a woman during that time of the month in a book I automatically swoon automatically it automatically gives it another star just because of it I love it so much so much probably because my husband just throws a heating pad at me and some chocolate and ducks and covers so you know whatever <laughs> um okay so those are my top reads of the month, well, week so far. Um, and yeah, all right, let's go ahead and get to why you're actually here. And that's talking about cutting through the bullshit of I can't and changing it to am I willing or am I not willing? All right, all right, we are back. I mean, honestly, we didn't go anywhere, but there was a little intermission song, so we'll say we're back. All right, so. I'm going to talk all about changing your mindset from I can't to I'm not willing 
or I am willing. So how many times have y'all ever said, I can't, right? Like, I can't wake up early. I can't, you know, work out. I can't stay consistent. I can't get results. I can't stay on my my nutrition. I can't say no to this. I can't do this. I can't do that. Like, how many times do we find ourselves saying, I can't, right? I feel like it's a lot. And I know for me, whenever I was first starting my journey in hell, even, you know, up until like, I would say about three and a half years ago, I lived by the motto, I can't, I can't go 100% in my nutrition. And you know what saying the word I can't does? It does something to your brain chemically, right? It shows your brain like, okay, it's okay that she's not doing this because it's physically not possible for her, right? Because if we think about it, right? When we say we can't do something, that means it's physically impossible for us to do it, right? If somebody with no legs and no prosthetics, they they can't walk, right? It's physically impossible for them to walk, right? Somebody with no hands and, you know, like no prosthetic arms, they physically cannot write. It's simply not possible. They can't do it. And then we're over here saying, you know what? I can't work out. Knowing damn well we fucking can, right? Knowing damn well we have two amazing functioning legs that we can go on a walk with, right? Even if we're not in the best shape ever, even if we're not the healthiest, even if we're significantly overweight, we can do something, right? But telling ourselves we can't, it allows our brain to kind of let us off the hook, right? Our brain's like, oh, honey, it's okay. Like, it's not possible, right? You're saying you can't do it. It's not possible. You don't even need to try. But in the same fucking breath, we're saying, I wish I could be healthier. But you're not willing to do the shit it takes to do that and get healthier. And that takes me into the difference between I can't and I am not willing. I'm going to read this quote right from the book Unfuck Yourself by Jerry John, Gary John Bishop. And it literally starts at the beginning. You have the life you're willing to put up with. Yes, that was me slamming the book because that deserved a slam book moment. You have the life you are willing to put up with. The life you have right now is the one you're willing to put up with. If you wanted to change, it is up to you to fucking do the shit to change it. And it starts with eliminating the word I can't from your vocabulary because guess what? You can. You can wake up early, even if you're not a morning person. You can work out. Even if you don't feel like working out, right? You can eat healthy, even if you've never done it before and you have no idea how to do it. But are you willing to do it? So let's talk about the difference between I can't and I am willing. Because I feel like the difference in wording makes us feel a different way, right? Because guess what? It makes us take accountability. It forces us to put this fucking mirror in front of our head, right? And say, look here, bitch. Mm, this is on you. You no longer can blame your outside circumstances for the reason that you are the way that you are right now because it's something you're not willing to do, right? So instead of saying, I can't wake up early in the morning, say, I am not willing to wake up in the morning. How does that feel? It feels a lot worse, right? It feels a lot harder. It feels like something you can't avoid. It feels like something that you have to take accountability for. How many times have we said, I can't wake up early in the morning, and then later on in that day saying, gosh, I wish I could wake up in the morning? You can, but you're not willing to. And guess what? Sometimes that's okay. It's okay to be unwilling. 
It is okay to be unwilling. Let me repeat that because I feel like sometimes we say, you know what? Okay. So like, I, I, I know I can do this, but I'm unwilling to do that. And that's okay. But don't bitch and fucking gripe about wanting to do it. If you are unwilling to do it, I highlighted this part of the book. If you're not willing to take the actions to change your situation, in other words, if you're willing to put up with your situation, then whether you like it or not, that is the life that you chose. Like, damn, doesn't that just hit? If we're not willing to do the things that we know we need to do to change what we need to change, right? And so if we are not willing to do the things instead of just saying, God, I wish I wish I was healthier. I wish I could, you know, like have more time to take for me. I wish I could do this. Like if we spend all of our fucking time wishing and not doing anything to change, that means we're choosing this life. We're choosing the life of feeling exhausted. We're choosing the life of being, you know, significantly overweight and having health issues. We're choosing the life of depression. We're choosing the life of never feeling like we have any time for us because we're not willing to do the things we need to do to change it. And I get it. You're like, but Allie, but Allie, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a single mom. I get it. I was raised by one. Trust me. I get it. But this is what. I also know there are other single moms out there figuring it the fuck out because they are willing to do it. But Allie, Allie, I work a full-time job and I have kids and all this. Again, I get it. But there are other women out there working longer than you, having more fucking kids that are making time for them because that is a priority. We make time for the things that we deem important. You make time to scroll on TikTok, right? You make time to scroll on Instagram, comparing your life to other people's fucking lives. What if you took away that scrolling time? The biggest fucking eye opener that I ever had was looking at my screen time on my phone. Seeing how much time I spent on TikTok and Instagram. Go ahead. Go do it. It's a freaking eye opener because that's where you find the time to take care of yourself. That's where you find the time to actually get yourself a hobby that'll make you feel better. That's where you find the time for you. But Allie, that is my me time scrolling TikTok. How is that benefiting your life? You're sitting here, shoulda, coulda, woulda, wishing that you could be healthier, wishing that you could do the things that you need to do, meal prep or, you know, go to the grocery store or workout or all of these things. And that I'm literally telling you where you can find the time. And if you're coming up with more excuses than just say, I'm unwilling to do it. Just say, I am unwilling to do it. That's all you got to say. But it feels kind of shitty, huh? It feels really shitty saying I'm unwilling to do it because you can no longer wish you had it. Because now you realize it's on you of why you don't have it. You see how this can completely change your life? Just changing these things to I am willing and I am unwilling. There's this poet that he references in the book, um, Epictetus. I can't even, I can't even pronounce it. He points out the true measure of who you are won't be found in your circumstances, but rather in the way in which you respond to them. Who you are won't be found in your circumstances, but rather in the way you respond to them. Let that sink in real quick. The person that you are is not found in your circumstances. It's not found in the woman that works, you know, a crazy amount of hours or the single mom or the mom that's a stay at home mom that has babies or whatever, right? 
It's found in the way that you react to them. I always say we cannot let external circumstances control our internal thoughts and our internal decisions, right? Because there's there's always going to be something. There's always going to be an inconvenience. And at the end of the day, we have to realize that we are the only ones that can choose how we react, right? We can't choose the circumstances, but we can always choose how we react to them and the way that we view them. Because it starts with you and ends with you. No one can make you willing and you cannot move forward until you are willing to make the next move. No one, no one can make you willing. I can't, I can't come to your house and force you to be willing to change your life. You have to be willing to change your life. And I tell my girls that all the time. They're like, you know, I really wish my spouse was doing this with me. It would make things so much easier. Or, you know, like, how do you motivate them and stuff like that? And I, as a health and fitness, you know, mentor, right? I mentor women for a living for their health and fitness. I have come to this realization. You cannot help somebody who is not willing to help themselves. You cannot help somebody that is not willing to help themselves. You cannot shoulder that burden. You cannot make somebody want it for themselves. They have to want it for themselves. And so that is why I am a true believer. Like I am such a true believer in you, you, right? You have to be ready to change your life and you will not stick with it until you are ready to put your fucking excuses aside and show up like the bad bitch you are. That is when you will actually stick with it. I know everybody is in this whole new year, new me bullshit. But unless your fucking mindset's changing, unless your thoughts around fitness and nutrition and why you're doing this is changing, unless you are spending every day saying, you know what? I am happy I get to work out. I am glad I get to do this. I am so proud of myself and not, fuck, why am I doing this? Why do I got to work out? Why is this shit taking so long? Why am I not seeing the results? When you start becoming positive about your journey, when you start viewing yourself as worthy for this journey, that is when your life will change. And I get it. I am kind of yelling right now, but I feel like at this point we need it because we are halfway through January and the chances are there are at least 30% of you that have already fucking given up. You gave yourself 15 fucking days and you have already given up because guess what? You're probably thinking the results aren't coming fast enough. Well, bitch, it took longer than three seconds to gain the weight. It's going to take longer than three seconds to lose it. One freaking terrible nutrition decision did not make you gain all of this weight. Just like one good nutrition decision is not going to help you lose all of it. Like be fucking real. Just say I'm unwilling to keep going. I'm unwilling to put myself first. I'm unwilling to put my health first. I'm unwilling to prioritize myself. I am unwilling to do it. Just say it because that's what the truth is. But it doesn't feel good, right? So I don't want to say that because it doesn't feel good. That means I got to take accountability for my actions. But at the end of the day, y'all, we are where we're at because of us, not because of anything else. Either you control your destiny or your destiny will control you. Life won't stop for your pauses and procrastinations. That is straight from this book. And I'm telling you, that is the God honest truth. Either you control your destiny or your destiny will control you. Life won't stop for your pauses and procrastination. You have got 
to be willing. You have got to be willing to show up for yourself. And guess what? It's also okay, and I feel like we've talked about this a little at the beginning of this podcast episode, but let me talk about it again. It's okay to be unwilling to do stuff, right? Just because you're not a morning person and you're not working out in the morning, you can say, I'm unwilling to wake up in the morning. Just not something I'm willing to do. It's not something I'm interested in doing, right? But you can find another time to work out, right? I'm unwilling to do something as crazy as 75 heart. That's fine. If that's not something that is a goal of yours, that is completely fine. But on the other breath, you cannot say, I wish I could do something like this. I can't do this. Just say I'm unwilling and be okay with that. Just remember, y'all, there is so much power in saying I am unwilling and there's so much power in saying I'm willing. We just have to be very steadfast in those convictions, right? I was telling my girls um, in my accountability group, right? that I am deciding to do 75 hard again. And if you listen to my last 75 hard episode, because little backstory, right? I've done it. Um, I've done 75 hard three times. Um, the first time it was when I was reclaiming my life. I was coming out of a deep, dark postpartum depression. I was severely overweight. I was almost 300 pounds. I felt like, like I just, I needed that needed that structure and to prove to myself that I can do hard things. Um, now that wasn't my first step. I had been working on getting to that point for three months and then I decided to, um, and that's, uh, that's another talk for another episode, but that was the first time. Um, the second time I did it was just to prove to myself that I can do this, um, for a second time, right? I am somebody who can do a challenge once, but then usually quits if she tries to do it again. And so I wanted to prove to myself that I can do it when the new wears off. Um, when I have already done it, so I don't need to prove that I can do it to people, but I did want to prove to myself that I can do it twice. Um, and then the third time I did it was when I didn't tell a soul. I didn't tell my husband. I didn't tell my friends. I didn't tell my clients. I didn't tell social media. I did it for me to prove to myself that I can do something when nobody knows, right? That silent movement, because I always know I can do it when I have the accountability of all my besties, right? But can I do it when it's only me who would know if I quit? Um, now I decided I want to do 75 hard again um, because I want to do the entire live hard year. The last phase of the live hard year, and you can you can like Google that shit, right? You can look it up. Um, but it's three phases, right? And I've done phase one and phase two one time. Um, and that's it out of all the times I've done 75 hard. And I really feel like before I hang up my 75 hard hat and say, I'm never going to do it again. I want to do all the phases because my goal, right? My word for 2024 is uncomfortable. My goal is to do things that make me uncomfortable, that make me push me outside of my comfort zone because I am somebody who loves her comfort zone. It's a warm, cozy place. You know, there's a fire, there's heat. It's fucking cold out there in the uncomfort, right? Um, but I want to do things that make me uncomfortable. I tell my girls all the time, lean into the uncomfort, the discomfort, because that's when you know your life is about to change. And I feel like I needed to take a voice for my own medicine. So my year for 2024 is uncomfortable, uncomfy, right? Um, and so the last phase of 75 hard has always made me uncomfortable. And so I knew I needed to do that, um, which is there's one task and it means it's going into public every day, which already makes me uncomfortable and talking to strangers every day um, and giving like having a conversation with a stranger because I am somebody who if I go into public, I have my headphones in and I don't talk to a soul. I go to self checkout just to avoid to talk to somebody. Like that is how insane my antisocial skills go in real life. If you're like, 
You, Allie? Yes, me, Allie. I am the biggest amniavert you will ever meet in your entire life. Like, I will talk to friends and I can be that that crazy outgoing person around my friends for short amounts of time. But if I'm around strangers, I am that awkward person in the corner by the chip bowl that doesn't talk to a soul. It is what it is. Anyways, this is neither here nor there. Um, let me circle around to the point because I need to eventually land this fucking plane. Um... There's a lot of girls in my group right now. I shared that and some of them were like, I want to do this with you. Like, we're going to do this. And I'm like, great, great, great. And there's some that are like, you know what? That doesn't interest me. And I'm like, that's okay too. Saying I'm unwilling to do that is fine. You don't have to be able, you don't have to want to do the crazy things, right? You don't have to want to go all in on your nutrition to be healthy. You don't have to want to, you don't have to work out 365 days a year to be healthy, right? You can say, I'm unwilling to do those things. You guys know, like my goal of 365 days of movement, I had that goal, was it two years ago? And I'm currently on day 744 of consistent movement every single day, right? That doesn't mean you have to be willing to do that, right? You can say, I'm unwilling to do that. And that just shows you your boundaries. And boundaries are a beautiful thing. It shows us that, you know what, we don't have to wish for this because I'm unwilling to do this and I don't really care to have it, right? That's why it's like, I'm unwilling to do the things it takes for me to lose 100 pounds. Like, I don't feel like I need to lose 100 pounds. Like, I'm okay with being, you know, a little bit overweight and healthy and feeling myself, whatever, right? So I just wanted to tell you these things to let you know that there is also power in the unwilling. There's this quote in the book and it says, maybe you are in fact unwilling. In many cases, that may actually be the best answer you can give. Sometimes declaring your unwillingness can be just as powerful as declaring your willingness. I am unwilling. Unwillingness ignites resolve and determination. But also, let's talk about the power in unwillingness when we're just fed the fuck up, right? Saying, I am unwilling to live a life I'm not obsessed with anymore. I am unwilling to keep going through life feeling exhausted and heavy and, you know, unhealthy. I am unwilling to not take time for myself anymore right? The power of the unwilling, the declaration that enough is a fucking enough. Only when you're unwilling to put up with the bullshit any longer will you grab your shovel and start digging. At times there is no greater motivation to change than the unwillingness to do this any longer. That is straight from the book, y'all. I'm telling you, if this has not convinced you to read this book yet, I don't know what will. It literally, I'm telling you, this book has completely changed my life. This is all from chapter three. And it, it gets, it keeps going and going and going. But we are going to run out of time on this podcast episode. So I really just hope that this changes your perspective on being willing, being unwilling, Changing from I can't to I'm not willing and taking accountability. That is my goal from this episode is to have you start taking accountability for the bitch that you are, right? The reason you are the way you are right now, the person that you are right now is a byproduct of the decisions that you've made and the things you've accepted in your life. We cannot blame anyone for who we are right now other than our past self. But just remember that you have the power to change the future. That you right now can change who the you you are in six months is. 
by changing the decisions that you make, right? Being willing to change and unwilling to keep putting up with the shit that you are putting up with. You, my friend, are a bad bitch. You gotta start acting like it. You can't keep living your life by these excuses. These limiting beliefs that you can't do this and I can't do that. Yes, the fuck you can. Yes, the fuck you can. That is all the time that we have for today. If this episode was helpful for you, if it gave you the swift kick in the ass that you needed or helped change your mindset in any way, will you do me a solid and go onto iTunes and Spotify and leave a five-star rating and review? It helps the podcast grow so much and I have such big plans for the podcast that I want everybody to get to come talk with their bestie alley. Um, Also, if you liked it, do me a favor. I really like to like talk with you guys in the DMs, share it to your Instagram story and put like your favorite takeaway or something that it helped you with so we can talk about it. Um, make sure that you tag me so I can see it and we'll chat in the DMs about it. So anyways, all right, I'm gonna leave you like I leave you every single time in a world full of bitches. Be that bitch. I love y'all so much and I'll see you later.